Welcome to Working Matters. Visit us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Hi, I'm Carl Edwards, and we are back for week two with Jeff Hunt of Goal Span. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great today. Thank you. And we are into what I find a very helpful and exciting series on high-performing organizations and having performance and the dreaded performance review, you're transforming it into performance management. That's exactly right. Performance evaluations have gotten a bad rap. And part of the reason is they are not focused on all of the right elements of managing performance. So that's what I'm looking forward to talking with you about today. I as well. I am a big believer that performance evaluations are an incredible partnering opportunity where the goals of the organization and the professional goals of the employees can, you know, be dovetailed and and enhance each other. So you are providing a structure and a means and the rationale um, underneath it that works for people. So let's dig into the second topic here. We had a great week on planning and kind of taking your strategic objectives um, and having them fleshed out in job descriptions and related to people's professional development. This week you um, have some goods for the goods for us on managing. Tell me. I sure do. So. We've done our planning and we've now established all these really critical elements to expectations for results going forward. So once that portion has occurred, managing is really what converts the dreaded evaluation event into a performance management process. It's an ongoing Managing is an ongoing process that has several different, very important elements to it, and we break them down. So those elements include things like coaching and feedback, supporting learning and development, and proactively addressing performance. Let's dive into these, Carl. The best practice of managing, if you really think of it in its most effective state, it looks like employees executing on their objectives, managers monitoring progress, and regularly meeting with employees to provide coaching and feedback. It's employees really taking the time to alert their managers of any obstacles to executing their performance plans, Mm -hmm. and then then ultimately managers uh, removing those obstacles by providing resources such as support, um, targeted learning and development, uh, resources, whether it's financial or time or other personnel. Um, so that's kind of the, that's the perfect picture of effective managing as it pertains to this whole topic of performance management. Okay, so let me just see if I understand that. So, you know, we've got these job descriptions and these goals that we're working on, and you're saying there's kind of this almost a conversation between what the employees are executing on. You know, they're enacting these goals, they're doing their job, they're going for what they think they're going for. And while that's happening, they're in conversation. So there's this feedback happening, uh, managing from the supervisor's perspective, checking in, supporting, Mm -hmm. coaching. And from the employee's point of view, there's kind of this almost accepting a responsibility to give the red alert if there's problems or things in the way. And then out of that, the manager 
attention seems to shift to the manager to remove those obstacles. You completely nailed it. So the reason, as we mentioned, that the evaluation has been so dreaded is because it really has been an event. It hasn't been a process, and we are describing a process. So Ooh, that's, that's good. Instead of an event, we're talking about pro- a process. Yeah, so let me give you an example, Carl. If you know, I happen to have a 10, almost 11-year-old son, he loves baseball, and if he came running home uh, with muddy cleats and he ran through the living room and, and made a mess of them, uh, I the the most logical and um, this is a little bit of a silly analogy, but I would need to address him immediately and correct him so that he knows he's not allowed to do that again. But oftentimes in organizations, what we do is we wait six months or ten months. If I waited that long uh, with him to let him know that it wasn't okay, he would uh, look at me with his head turned sideways. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's unfortunate what? that so many organizations wait until the annual performance evaluation to reprimand employees when there should be an ongoing dialogue, just as you described, that is a combination of praising them for good performance and helping fine-tune areas that they have opportunities for growth in. And you don't have to reprimand if you're talking on the spot. As you said, it's fine-tuning. It is coaching it's letting them know that what they're doing doesn't work whereas if you wait six months it is this big kind of parental you know shaming experience of being told that you did it wrong so long ago exactly and the coaching process let's talk about that in a little bit more detail coaching Mm -hmm. coaching and feedback is a very powerful tool if you look at across the country how many Millions or hundreds of millions of dollars are spent on uh, coaches, both in the business and in the athletic arena. Clearly, there's a significant impact that they have. But coaching must be done using a formal process that's been thought out. So if an organization is not coaching today and Mm -hmm. they just decide that they're going to do it, uh, that's going to be... Tomorrow. Yeah, that's going to be problematic if they jump in without creating a more formal process that all of their managers will follow consistently. By formal, are you? what are you pointing to when you use that word formal? I don't mean that they should all put on tuxedos and, and come to work to conduct their coaching. What I do mean is that they should, the executive team needs to set very clear objectives and expectations for the coaching process. So this is going to include... How frequently are we going to meet with our employees? And what's the static agenda uh, going to look like with them? And then what are we going to do with the feedback to make sure that we're uh, effectively responding to some of the challenges that we come come across? I like the the intentionality you have in that, um, knowing why you're doing it and how you're going to do it. Yes. It's very important, I believe. So, well, that's excellent. So we got coaching and feedback that's ongoing and, you know, it's part of the system. It's part of life. Yes, that is exactly it. And so we have coaching and feedback. We have proactively addressing performance, which is which is connected in some ways to the coaching and feedback. Um, and then we have supporting learning and development. And this is about devoting budgeted resources to learning and development. It is ensuring that our managers provide 
both the time and money for employees to excel in this area. And, and as we mentioned, it's often the first thing that's cut in a tough economy, but it's one of the most important things for an organization to be doing on an ongoing basis. So how do, how do I sell my company on this? You know, well, one, of the common objectives, one of the common objectives I get is that you know, they're just going to take another job next year anyway, so why am I investing our future dollars in this person? That's a great question. And one of the reasons or justifications that we can provide is that when employees are invested in, they are more engaged. There's no question about it. And usually what management wants to know is, well, how does that affect the bottom line? Mm-hmm. Well, Towers and Parent estimates that if an organization can achieve a 15% improvement in employee engagement, mm-hmm. they will actually improve their operating margin by 2.4%. Ah, there we go. So there's, a, there's evidence. Yes, there's a dollars and cents payback to making this investment in our people. The other reason why it's so important, you know, it's interesting. We all probably recognize Sully Sullenberger, who's the famous pilot who so uh, skillfully landed the powerless plane on the Hudson River. And, yeah. Um, very humble gentleman, but they had a, a hero ceremony to honor him in the small town of Danville here in Northern California recently. I guess this is probably two or three months ago. And his response to their praise was, I thought, quite interesting. They said, Sully, you are truly a hero, and uh, everybody looks up to you. How did you do it? Um, And his response was, I was just doing what I was trained to do. There you go. I think that's very impactful because if we are investing and training our people, we're going to get the result that we proactively set out to achieve. If we're not investing in that learning and development, then we're going to get a very unintentional result uh, from their performance. Powerful. So we've got coaching and feedback. We're going to support learning. We're going to equip people with the resources and training they need to do their job. Exactly. What's next? And then lastly utilizing a technology solution with employee performance management can help to administer and manage the process much more efficiently and effectively. So, for instance, if organizations uh, use technology, it becomes much easier to conduct a interim or short-term review uh, than it does if it's simply a paper process. And uh, next week... Carl, when we talk about assessing, we talked about planning, managing. Next week, we're going to talk about assessing. I look forward to diving into that a little bit more. So we got coaching and feedback and supporting learning. And your third point, tell me about being proactive in addressing issues. So proactive, proactively addressing performance issues is addressing both positive feedback and correction early and often. It's not waiting for the next normal coaching session or for Uh, annual review or any other time. It's addressing things immediately. Early and often. I like that nice little catchphrase. Yes, early and often is key. Yeah, so as things are arising, in the ordinary course of 
work, that's when you're talking about them. That's and right. it's it's almost not a separate topic from doing the work itself. It's just that you've opened things up to um, connecting them to the goals and plans and objectives you had agreed to before. And if it's not going as intended, it should be dealt with. And, yeah, time is your enemy with that kind of those issues that come up as you're running. Very much so. So the moment that we recognize there's an issue is the moment that we need to address it, provided that it's worthy of that that time and, and discussion. Uh, so if it's somebody has uh, not achieved a deadline and there's a, clearly a reason for that occurring, that needs the manager should address that employee right away rather than waiting for either the next coaching session, the next interim evaluation, or the annual review. Yeah, because even if the employee did not do anything wrong, even if there's no cause for correction at all, there might be a very informative alert that comes out of it. The client, you know, made a change and the process got complicated and I was trying to take care of it myself because I knew you were busy. And but it's I think it's pushed us back a week or two. That's invaluable information. And that was a great thing the employee was trying to do, meet the client needs, but there was an absence of communication in there. If we misread or misjudged that missed deadline and started blaming the person, uh, that could be a team disaster. And it's something that can if it's practiced like anything, it becomes part of the culture. So if we as a leadership team, make an agreement to address performance issues, both positive and negative. So we need to remember that rewarding is critical as well. It's going to become part of our culture, which is a fantastic thing that you uh, can live out within your organization if you have it. Excellent, excellent. Well, we need to tie it up for today. This is some great stuff. So we're, you know, both planning and managing, we're being very intentional. And the more intentional we are up front, I think your point about culture is is well made. The more natural it actually will end up playing out over time. And, and, and that's good stuff. Jeff, where are you on the web? I know that you're going to get some conversation out of this, and I want people to be able to find you. We're located at www.goalspan.com. G-O-A-L-S-P-A-N. Well, thank you for joining us this week. Next week, we're going to take on assessing. As always, we'll be blogging about this at boldenterprises.com. Stop by, join the conversation, leave a comment. You are the experts. You are the ones living it out, and we need to hear from you. So we'll see you there. Until next week, bye-bye. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.